Hello and welcome to the IABC Ottawa podcast, The Voice. Ottawa is one of the International Association of Business Communicators' largest chapters in the world, and we are pleased to bring you a podcast that covers everything from marketing, strategy, social media, crisis comms, public affairs, and whatever else is relevant to communicators. I'm your host, Sherry Ask. Welcome to IABC Ottawa's The Voice, episode 134, Top Social Media Trends for 2022. A bit of a disclaimer to start this episode, I do work in social media as my day job. So when I saw that Hootsuite, which is a social media management platform, had put out its 2022 trends report, I was just a little bit interested to see what had changed, what marketers and customers were saying, what strategies people have been using this year, what to know about next year, all of that good stuff. But even if you don't work in social media directly, I do think you'll find this episode super interesting. And that is because one of the key findings of this report is about how social media is expanding beyond marketing and communications. So for example, more companies are using social media to do things like brand protection work or HR work or to do research and development. So you're gonna hear this opens up a whole new set of doors and tools that you can use in your communications strategy and for your communications objectives. In a second, I'm joined by Hootsuite's Senior Manager for Content, Sarah Dolly, who was kind enough to talk through some of the findings with me. Sarah has been at Hootsuite for six years now and leads the research and analysis of Hootsuite's Global Trends Report. So she's gonna tell us all about it. And after that, stick around because the lightning round is back this episode. Yes, that's right. Volunteer of the Month, Dozier Anyabunam, is here to talk about his recent social media work and answer our lightning round questions. But first, this is Sarah Dolly with the must-know trends from Hootsuite's 2022 Social Media Trends Report. Joining me now is Sarah Dolly, the Head of Content for Hootsuite. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to The Voice. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. So to start, why don't you tell people um, who maybe haven't read the report what the main takeaways are? Um, and I know there's a lot, but maybe pick two or three that would really stand out or be need to know for comms professionals. Yeah, sounds good. There are five key trends in our report. Um, I'd say the three that sort of stick out the most to me. One is the proliferation of social beyond the big three, we call them. So that's, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the core networks really that are still super important to be on, of course, especially since that's really where customers expect your brand to be. But in terms of advertising, especially, we're seeing a lot of brands starting to put more time, more attention, more budget uh, towards less traditional networks. So think uh, TikTok, Snapchat, Pinterest. And I think the most important factor there is these networks are where creator communities are really thriving. And that's what's really opening up, I think, a ton of new opportunities for brands on social. So that's number one. Number two, I think we're really seeing social starting to migrate beyond just the marketing or communications department. 
a lot of businesses, they've seemed to realize, okay, yes, social is great for helping us achieve those marketing and those communication goals, but where else can we extend its value? And in our data from our survey, we really saw that the, the highest performers, the leaders most confident in the ROI of social, we're now looking at how can we expand its value across other departments like HR, improving the employee experience, uh, brand protection and risk mitigation, which is obviously a, a huge pillar of communications, but for just the business as a whole, super important. And then other areas like research and development, so much potential there to bring insights from social and help drive smarter business decisions as a whole. And then third, sort of in a similar vein to that second one, but we're seeing marketing, sales, and customer service now all happening at once, sometimes in the same interaction <laughs> with a, a brand and a customer. So your brand is just being tested all the time. And the kinds of experiences that people have with you on social can really start to impact a lot more than whether they decide to follow you or not, or whether they decide to like or share your posts. These interactions and experiences are really starting to impact perceptions of your business and future purchase decisions and so on. So seeing kind of those three key parts of business really come together on social, using the same tools, working more together. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, I find especially the uh, social seeping into these other areas like HR, risk mitigation, research development was one that seems like so obvious, but um, it just it makes me excited as um, as someone who works in social because you know for a long time social was just considered like sort of like fluff or extra where really it's it's driving business decisions. So that, I find that yeah that trend super interesting. Um, I, I guess. Looking at the, I guess the look ahead for trends for 2022, were there findings this year that were a lot different from last year? Like anything that really, um, I guess, swung the other way? Yeah, you know, the the data was pretty similar for a lot of things, but what was interesting was seeing how some of our data started evening out. So, for example, goals. We ask every year, what's one of your, what are your top three goals? for social. And things like brand awareness, customer acquisition, driving conversions, usually the top three, they sort of change position. Brand awareness is typically number one. Last year though, for example, customer acquisition was very much the clear winner. A lot of businesses under pressure, thanks to the pandemic, to bring new customers in the door. So it made a lot of sense. This year, it's not a huge surprise, but brand awareness is back in the top spot followed by customer acquisition and driving conversions. But we did see really big jumps in things like improving the employee experience, as I mentioned. So that jumped from just 4% of marketers choosing it as a top goal last year to 20% this year. So a pretty big year over year difference, same with brand protection, jumped from 5% to 20%. So we're really seeing that organizations are sort of expecting more from social than ever before. And then, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I wonder if that improving employee experience has anything to do with the pandemic, um, if that's part of why that crept up so much. Yeah, I think so. You keep hearing a lot of buzz about, you know, the great resignation and companies in these, you know, wars for talent. And I think 
getting your employees really engaged and in tune and connected with your brand using social media is such a big opportunity for sure. Uh, another interesting data point that we saw has to do with the networks themselves. So again, there's no surprise that Facebook and Instagram were ranked as the most effective platforms. That didn't really change from last year, but they did decrease a little bit in our survey. And that's because the perceived effectiveness of TikTok, Pinterest, Snapchat, all went from single to double digits. So really big jumps there. In fact, TikTok, we saw a 700% year-over-year increase in perceived effectiveness, which is a little bit mind-blowing. Um, so that's something we're keeping our eye on for sure. And just uh, for people who aren't aware, are your stats global or are they specific to Canada? So like when you're looking at these percentages and the uptick in use? Yeah, they are. These are global. So this all comes from our social trends survey, which this year had 18,100 respondents. And we sent it out uh, in nine different languages. So it's definitely a global snapshot. Yeah. So I guess for things like, say, you're not on Pinterest and you're an organization that might find it harder to get on Pinterest for whatever reason, maybe you have a serious tone or any of the other recommendations. Do you have any advice um, or does Hootsuite have any advice for getting buy-in on on? some of the suggestions like adopting TikTok, um, you know, or using um, creators to, to make your content? Yeah, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Like, how do I convince my boss? <laughs> I think, I mean, social moves so fast that you can't not experiment. So I think one thing that we need to get a little bit comfortable with and help our leadership teams get more comfortable with is the idea that attribution is not going to be perfect when you're experimenting with things like this. So while you can't go promise that you'll come back from your TikTok experiment with perfectly clear metrics, it's more about how you want your brand to be perceived. And if in any way, shape and form, you want your brand to be perceived as modern or as innovative, or if you're trying to reach younger demographics, ignoring platforms like that just doesn't make any sense uh, from a brand perspective. On the other hand, numbers always win the day, right? Uh, metrics will always help you make an, uh, the case for more investment. So I think it's really easy to write social media off as an actual legitimate business tool, but the evidence is really clear. And this year in our survey, we saw 83% of marketers said they have some level of confidence in quantifying social ROI. So that's really something we're starting to see an uptake in as well. And I think businesses that use social really well are the ones that have the marketing ROI figured out, but are now expanding into that customer service area and that sales tool area. So I think showing leadership the opportunities beyond marketing can help them open up their eyes to social's power as a whole, which makes it easier to make the case for experimentation and expansion. Yeah, the so second, kind of building, building on it, right? Like starting with the brand awareness, moving into customer and sales, then being like, well, let's do research now, right? Like, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you can prove that one channel has been really successful, I think that helps make the case for expanding to another channel. So if you can prove, let's say that Instagram has helped your business achieve even one thing, if you can really demonstrate how it's helping you drive website traffic or app installations or newsletter signups, pick one metric to really narrow in on and then use the data to create that really solid line from social to that goal, uh, that might help open up some eyes a little bit. I think the other area where there's often a, a misunderstanding in terms of leadership and social comes from them not using it themselves. So I'm always pushing people to like, go to the source. If you don't understand TikTok, if you've got questions about Pinterest, you need to start by understanding those platforms as a user, not as a marketer, not as a PR person, as a user, as just a real person. So it's hard to trust something that you don't fully understand. So if you can find really actionable ways of getting, you know, your leadership team to start using social for themselves, helping to build their profile on LinkedIn and promote themselves as a, a thought leader, connecting with other executives, they'll slowly start to see how powerful I think it can be. And that will make that road a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. And having said all that, are there any strategies um, that you've seen that are, are really standing out right now or, or getting your attention? Yeah, I think in terms of tactics and sort of social strategy as a whole, um, we're seeing the integrating of paid and organic paying off a lot. So these things tend to be looked at very separately uh, in a lot of organizations. Sometimes they're even handled by two totally different teams. Um, and those silos can get built very quickly, you know, but if you're not managing and if you're not measuring paid and organic together, you really aren't getting a holistic view of what social is doing for your business as a whole. So going back to that last question, if you're trying to prove its value to senior management and you're only bringing them the metrics from your paid ads, you're missing a whole big piece of the puzzle, which is how maybe your organic social while your paid ads are getting you a lot of reach and a lot of new eyeballs, your organic social efforts are building deeper relationships with existing followers. That's the full picture. Um, and we did see in our survey that higher levels of paid and organic integration correlated with higher levels of confidence and ROI. So I think it's wow. really starting to, to pay off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just want to ask for like a smaller organization or maybe an entrepreneur who's trying to do everything themselves. And often social media people do end up doing multiple jobs, wearing multiple hats. Um, what do you what what advice do you have to focus right now? Because you can't be on maybe on Pinterest and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and Facebook. Like it just every to do it well, you can't be everywhere. So what would your advice be? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Social media managers and small businesses are, like you said, wearing so many different hats and you can't be everywhere at once. I think it's much better to tap into the right community or the right platform instead of trying to stretch yourself too thin, of course. I think for small businesses, it's really good to consider the fact that you have a leg up on big brands when it comes to social. And I know that that might be counterintuitive because we think the big brands, they've got way more followers, way more money, but what they don't have is sort of the, the trust 
that smaller businesses can bring when trying to tap into communities. So I think people are a lot more distrustful when a big brand comes hopping into a community on social and starts chatting with everybody. It's like, why are you here? What are you? You're obviously trying to get something from us. But small businesses, they've got great stories to tell about themselves. They've got you know, family ties, or they've got an interesting story about their founder, and they have often really strong connections to the communities that they operate in. And all of those things play very, very well on social. So I think it's more about zeroing in on obviously the demographics of who uses which platform, which is the best fit for your brand, but then really partnering up with the creators in that space on that platform, and then using that to make closer inroads and and create closer ties with people in that community. For example, someone like Native Shoes, they can use social to outperform Nike in a local market if they build the right inroads with the right people. And then I think my second piece of advice for small businesses especially would be start testing out social commerce. So working on your social storefront and start treating your social profiles as if they were a storefront because they can be now, you know, you can sell products directly on Facebook shops or Instagram shops, but even even beyond that moment of purchase, that transaction point, social commerce spans the entire journey when people are discovering your brand or researching you against a competitor, uh, reaching out to ask questions about the product. Social can really play a huge role, especially for small businesses when it comes to growing and you know driving revenue yeah i mean there's a million things i could ask you is there anything else any other huge takeaway from the report for you that um or from the survey that for you that you think people absolutely would need to know about i think if i could reiterate anything it would be the the sort of customer service side of things and how much i think the gap between customer service and marketing and communications needs to close this year on social especially when we think about the supply chain issues that we're facing. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of unhappy customers on social this year for a lot of different reasons. And that's obviously not going to affect every business and every industry the same way. But ultimately, I think marketing teams need to take the lead on being that like front line of the brand on social, getting their customer service teams working together with them so that they can respond more efficiently and just help kind of create a better brand experience as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, lastly, where can people find out more about the Hootsuite Social Trends 2022 reports? I assume it's online. I know it's online, but tell people where they can go find out more. Yeah. Oh, it's online. All right. We've created a a big microsite this year that goes into detail. It's got uh, videos for each trend, info sheets for each trend so you can put it into action. Uh, We've got webinar signups for each trend. So that is at hootsuite.com slash research slash social dash trends. Um, But if you just Google Hootsuite Social Trends 2022, you should find it that way as well. Perfect. Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about uh, the trends report and uh, looking forward to uh, 2022 and all that it is coming for social. Totally. Thank you so much.
And now it's time for the lightning round. This is the part of the show where we feature an IABC Ottawa member or volunteer and ask them to answer a set of rapid fire questions about their career interests, life interests, all of that fun stuff. And this month, I am thrilled to introduce to you Dozier Anye Bunam, who was the volunteer of the month for November. Dozier, thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here, actually. It's been fun so far, and it's fun to be doing this. Excellent. We're so glad to have you. So to start, uh, tell us how you came to find I, IABC Ottawa. Um, I think I reached out to, I think it was Melissa. I, I honestly have forgotten, but I reached out to her because or someone helped me reach out to her because I was looking to volunteer um, in a, for a comms um, organization in Ottawa because uh, I just moved from Nigeria earlier in the year, February. Um, so um, someone did an introduction and we got talking. And she said, you know, once the spaces open up about the volunteer roles, they will let me know. And that was actually how, you know, they called me, they sent me an email and said, hey, look, we're looking to get someone for social. I was like, yeah, sure, I want to do that. And yeah, but that's, that's how it all started. Okay, and your volunteer of the month, tell us about some of the volunteer work that you've been doing. I, I guess social, but what exactly is social? Um, so yeah, I think it's basically just saying like, what kind of content um, do we put out there that gets IABC the kind of attention it deserves, um, drives traffic for us, um, and literally just keeps it top of mind. So, you know, it's a mix of um, sharing news articles, uh, sharing job opportunities when they show up, um basically also i'm part of the job which is not the which is the it's not really hard but it's just like a bit the great part of the job is saying to yourself like all this content you're putting out like which of it is working which is not working are the channels working or not um and then saying to yourself quickly like you know what maybe we should reduce kill some channels or introduce new channels which is like the reason why we started the iabc ottawa group you know because we said you know what look facebook is good but it looks like we give a value out of Facebook if we, you know, had a group instead. And so it's that's, I mean, it's, that's basically what the work is about is creating content and then deciding whether that content works or not and adjusting on the fly as you go. Yeah, awesome. Well, I may be biased, but I have loved our social media content so far this year. So thanks for all the hard work that you've been doing. Great to, um, hear, great to hear that. <laughs> are you ready to get into this month's tough questions? Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Question number one: What do you appreciate the most about the IABC community? I think it's I think it's an, it's the it's the community itself, and let me explain how that means. I think this year, or rather, in the wake of the pandemic and all that, I know everybody's tired of hearing in the wake of the pandemic, but just with COVID and all that, one big lesson I've learned is the power of what communities do, but in terms of helping us drive development. Just having people you can talk to, people that understand what you're going through at work, you know. And so, like, I think for me, like, that is what I've loved, loved about it so far. Just from just creating the content, watching people engage with the content, and also working with people within the community. So I think for me, it's just having people that, you know, that share the same goals and aspirations with you, or who are literally doing the same kind of thing you're doing. You know, it's a different conversation than just talking to a random stranger. I mean, we should all talk to random strangers, no doubt, but. It's just, yeah, but there's just something about, you know, being a community of people who you all share the same values or goals or visions. It's very interesting. So that for me, that's what I've loved most about it. Yeah, I find the same. Uh, just other people, you know, interested in the same things with insights to yep. share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Dossier, what quality do you value the most in colleagues or managers? I think it's empathy. I think it's empathy, honestly. Um, I think empathy just changes everything. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure there's really not much to say there. It's like, it is the, it, it defines everything. Everything just stems from there, you know, how the work goes, um, how you're treated as a human being. I mean, empathy for me is like what, if your colleague is empathetic, if your mind is empathetic, I think every other thing becomes much easier. And you suddenly start to discover that most problems are not really problems. They're just problems because we've all refused to kind of understand each other or we're not being empathetic about where the other party is coming from. I think, so for me, like empathy is like it's everything. Like it's a two-way street though, but I think like, for me, it's everything. Yeah, and it definitely makes a big difference um, when it's like coming from a manager or a colleague, um, yeah, I think in the yeah. work environment. Um, what would your dream job be if you weren't working in communications? Soccer, playing soccer. <laughs> um, you said you moved here from Nigeria. What are you going to do in the winter? When you Will you play soccer inside? No, I'll just probably, hmm. I'll just take pictures of the snow and build a snowman, <laughs> build a snowman with my kid. Uh, I have a five-year-old and I'm looking, he's already saying to me that, we have to do the snowman and he wants to throw some snow pellets at me. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We'll do that once the snow comes in full flow. <laughs> oh, you can make a, a soccer ball out of uh, out yeah, of snow. That's, yeah, that's something we can actually do. True. Yeah. True. True. Very cool. Um, well, I yeah, you can keep that dream alive, I, I think. <laughs> Be a soccer player. Also works in communications. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is a communications resource um, that you've used that you would recommend to others? I think it's the book called Content Flow Framework um, by Melanie Diesel or Diesel or something. It's like really, it's an amazing handbook for creating content, whether you're in content marketing and communications, just a marketer basically, because it literally breaks down the idea of communicating to people or creating content for your audience into different types formats channels so like it's, it's a really amazing it's for me it's like in my it's a handbook like that's why i call it a hand because it's a really beautiful framework i think it has like eight formats and eight channels and or eight ways to look at it and i feel like you and then you now it now helps you slide it up into different so or oh, map versus um time you know it's one of the best ways for a communicator to hack the idea that you need to constantly put stuff out there you know and you know sometimes as communi in communications you're worrying like what do i say how do i say it the book just answers that question for you so the content fuel framework good recommendation yep. um yeah. i'll definitely have to look into that i have not read that one <laughs> yeah it's, it's a good read honestly and it comes with the handbook that you can use to kind of practice what she talks about in the book like it's one of the best content marketing books i've read this year yeah, and the author is Melanie Diesel, D-E-Z-I-E-L. Yeah, 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 exactly. Melanie Diesel, yeah. Uh, and I guess we already touched on this. I was going to ask, what are you most looking forward to this winter? And I know you said, you know, going outside with your, your son in the snow. But is there anything yeah. else, I guess, after being locked down last winter for COVID or? Um, I don't know. Like, honestly, like, this year has been a very, very um, busy year for me. So... I honestly just want to just rest. Uh, that's why I said I want to just play with the kid and 
um, like I'm going on these the next the next couple of weeks, and I probably won't work for like like a month. Um, because part of also learning from the past 18 months, 18 months for me is that, I mean, it's all good, good and fine to work extremely hard, but I'm also learning that it's also good to kind of step back sometimes and just take take time off um, so that you don't get burnt out. Uh, because then you can't produce the kind of work people like if you're, you've lost all the creative spark in you because you're tired. No, that is so true. That is such good advice. Dosie, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your thoughts on the lightning round. Um, I'll be keeping an eye out for all of your social posts. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun, actually. <laughs>for this episode of IABC Ottawa's The Voice. Thank you for listening. If you've liked this episode, please share it and send us a review or feedback. You can reach IABC Ottawa on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at IABC Ottawa, as well as on LinkedIn. You can also check out our social and website, ottawa.iabc.com, for info on all IABC Ottawa networking, professional development events, future meetups, and more. While you're there, click on job line to find your next opportunity or the right communications professional to join your team. Finally, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and to the IABC Ottawa newsletter. I'm your host, Sherry Ask, and until next time, let the music play.